like a, like a goal. Unless it's something that like we have to focus on for an episode, I want you to smoke something you've never tried before on each episode. Okay. All right. I can do that. Okay. And that's all the time we have for today, folks. And we'll see you again next week. I'm starting today, actually, I guess. Yeah. Technically. You, you should actually go through. I'll get you some of the oldies. Just, just so you could, you have to, it's important to see the development. Yeah. Because however you're going to feel about the cigar right now, that he's, by the way, folks, he's smoking the Macanudo Cafe. Folks, folks, one guy out there. Uh, it's probably John, so he can hear his own name. Um, he yelled at me. I know. On, on YouTube. I know. I said uh, he knew someone. I said, I think he knew Joe Lewis. He's like, I'm not that freaking old. Yeah, Joe Lewis was like I don't know in the 30s. <laughs> He's like, I'm not that Joe old. Joe Lewis, he fought the guy in Cinderella. Man. Yeah. Like, that was... Yeah, your parents know. weren't born when Joe Lewis was fighting. Yeah, oh, wow. But our parents saw Joe Frazier. Yeah, Joe Frazier. Um, so, going back... This is this could be a good little topic today. So, he's smoking the new Macanudo Cafe. Uh, was at the Hyde Park? I'm assuming yes. the size. Hyde Park. One of the best-selling sizes of the, one of the best-selling cigars in the entire country. It's important for you to smoke these, you know, that, the Romeo Reserva Real. Not the Nicaragua, not the new one. The original Reserva Real. The original Monte Cristo White. Partagas Black. The original El Rey del Mundo. Um, uh, Hoyo de Monterey, like the Excalibur. You know, these are the cigars that helped build the industry as we know it today. The modern American cigar market was built on the backs of these, and still to this day. I mean, you take these brands out of circulation, you know, the the gross sales of cigars goes down tremendously. Now, do they get all the the ink, and are they the most popular ones on social media? No. Although I will say, Altadis has done a very good job in keeping relevant with their brands and trying new mm. things, and you know, getting AJ and Placenti involved. The past few weeks, yeah, we've been talking with Raphael. Mm-hmm. But it's important that you see, that to him. Yeah, the like, development. like that cigar again. What, how you feel about it? If you like it, don't like it, and they're both valid opinions. This was like a a workhorse, and still is a workhorse of the cigar industry for decades. This was seen as like the classy top. You know, doctors would smoke this. You you know, get, it's even mentioned in movies. Oh, we got a box of Macanudos. It was in the episode of The Sopranos when they had the the poker game. Episode of the, uh, uh, the Boys, too. An episode of The Boys. Uh, Death to Smoochie, a very underrated yes. Robin Williams vehicle. <laughs> That's an industry term. Uh, when uh, Danny DeVito and Jon Stewart are planning to kill Smoochie, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we'll kill him, we'll get the money, and we'll light up the Macanudos. Like, it's, a, it's, that, um, it's that relevant of a brand where it's, it, has, it has name recognition along with Monte Cristo. But... It, smoking that and then what you're used to smoking even what you're used to smoking that's in a similar pattern that's in a similar a similar blend a ecuadorian connecticut or a connecticut shade wrapper on the mellow side and compare it and see how even even similar cigars even cigars that are supposed to hit a specific point have evolved dramatically now compare what you're smoking right now to a charter oak or to the antonio connecticut or to the Sober Mesa Brulee or Sober Mesa Brulee Blue. You know, this was the template for all that, but to see how far they've come since that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, every time I hear about Macanudo, the brand, obviously, it's this is the one cigar that you always hear about. I've only 
I haven't really dove into Macanudo. I think I tried the Partagas, the Partagas Black once. I think I don't know. I'd have to really go and like make a list of like things I haven't tried. I, maybe I'll do like a, like a chart, like a comparison chart for you. Yeah, because I've never, yeah. I've never. I only smoke really when we're on the podcast, like what's in there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show I, you like, you know, Partagas Black to, you know, Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder. Uh, you know, Macanudo Cafe to Sober Mesa Brulee or to, you know, Charter Oak, um, the natural. Did you smoke this one a lot when it came out or? Yeah, I mean, I was never really big into Connecticut's until recently. Those are the cigars I would smoke if like I needed a palate cleanser or I just wanted okay. to. And, and nothing against them. It just wasn't. I was very much in, especially at the age when these were popular in my in my retail days. I needed something that was going to like put me in a coma. I like my palate needed to be like it was shock and awe. But then to see and, and that's what gave me such appreciation for the 50th that Dunbarton did for us. And it's now being sold as the, uh, the, the Saka Khan, the Mikarita Black, which I think we sold out of already, but we should get back, you know, at some point. But what he based that cigar on, if you went back and you smoked these, you know, Honduran heavy Maduros coming out of the Villazan factory, these early Hoyos, these, these El Rey Dolmundos, these, you know, Honduran 1990s, early 2000s cigars. If you smoked one of those, you would probably be like, hey, this is like a, a good full body. Like, I enjoy this. And then if you smoke the Saka Khan, you're like, oh, wow, this is that, but just polished mm-hmm. and refined and it but it, it it takes all of the best parts of those cigars of that era and elevates them and that's what i think a lot of manufacturers are doing so it is important to go back and try you know the don tomases um the punch after dinners uh the party against rosado i don't even know if they make that anymore that was a, i thought that was a really good smoke but these are these, like I said, these are the brands that you know everything else was was built on. You know, when I was coming up, kid, let me tell you, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like because the only part of this I've smoked, <clears throat> I really think is the Cortado, um, which is I'm, unlike, which is like so not. Like, not I like, like the Cortado, brand, yeah, but it was so I liked it because it was so different from not what I was expecting from What's a part that, of this. The there's this really dark and oily cigar that's. Just out of this world from Partagas, from what I've heard. I think it was the Partagas Black. Is that the Partagas Black? It's just, it's The box is black and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Felix, not this Felix, store Mm -hmm. Felix. Um, If he would like buy a box and he wanted to smoke one that morning, he would have it after lunch. But on his way into work, he would take it out of the cellophane and put it on the dashboard of his car in the sunlight to like dry it out a little bit because they were so It was so oily. oily. The original Ernesto stuff, um, you know, the uh, the original. I mean, listen, like, and listen, these brands have come a long way and they're still making great stuff today. But those original La Gloria Series R's. Um, what the hell was that other one out of El Credito that Ernesto did? I'm totally blanking on it. Um, something Habano. I can't remember the name of it. They were so strong. They were so, El Rico Habano. That was it. El Rico. Oh yeah, I I smoked one of those. They were so strong. You actually gave me one. Oh, You're like, dude, man. like this one's really strong. And then when you gave me, I was and this is I was relatively new. I was like, yeah, I, I feel it. Yeah, like those, <laughs> those were just sure. those were just powerhouses. I mean, the El Rey Maduros. Um, you know, and we've talked. I talked about Romeo and the ups and downs of the Romeo brand because. 
like I've said many times, and I even I told this to Raphael when, when I sat with him, the Romeo brand, when I was starting out, I mean, I'm not going to say Monte Cristo was in a rut. They were still selling the most, you know, the Monte Cristo classic, the original. But in terms of like uh, a shiny, high-end, like sleek-looking thing, it was Romeo. It was the museum edition, which was the first $30 cigar I ever saw. Um, it was the Anniversarios. It was the, um, the Reserva Real. They were like the kind of hip, high-end cigar of the time. Now I feel like, the, and, and you know, marketing-wise, I think it's smart. Blend-wise, they're, they're crushing it now more than ever. But they've settled into this kind of like a cigar, like a great cigar for the everyman. You know, it's still going to come in those kind of cardboard boxes. They are doing some higher end ones now. The Envy, which just came out, the Eternal. These are like $17 ones. They did some crazy humidor. So they are elevating it in some aspects. But those, the the Romeo Museum edition that came in these beautiful tubes, like the box was, it was like $3,000 for the box. Jeez. See if you can pull up a picture, maybe put it on the screen here too. Released in 2,000 humidors of 36 cigars. Yeah, this was before that was a thing, too. This is... Yeah, see, look at the, see the tube. All the artwork on wow. the tube. Yeah. When was, when was this released? It doesn't even say released in 2000. 2000 year, oh, 2010. It must have even been... Uh, no, it probably was around 2010. Uh, very similar to the Anniversario that we had for the JR50. It uses that San Andreas Criollo 98, but then it has a broadleaf binder, Dominican Nicaraguan uh, filler, Tabacalera de Garcia. What was the rating here? It got an 89. Wow. An 89 for a $35 cigar 12 years ago. This is before How much it would it cost this now? Was, um, it probably would. I mean, uh, hmm. I don't know if it would be that much more to be honest, because there is there is a threshold where you start getting into like, okay, like like you you really start limiting your uh, your uh, buyers there. Um, like Davidoff can do that a fifty dollar mm-hmm. hundred dollar Davidoff, but Romeo, you to, you need to show something before it, or or it has to be so ridiculous, it has to come in like an Ellie Blue humidor, it has to be something so insane that only like ten people are going to buy it. But a $50 Romeo at this point, I think, would be kind of a tough sell unless it's like that. They did a humidor recently, didn't they, like last year? Didn't they do like a Romeo crazy humidor thing? I don't know. I think no Monte Cristo did. I think Romeo, yeah, I think Romeo did as well. That Monte Cristo one was ridiculous. That one with uh, the yellow one. The big yellow one that had like, uh, like 20, 20 each of like their, yeah. their core line Monty's. That yeah, was that really- was a lot. They just did another one for the, it's a new one for the Monte Cristo 1935. I don't know if it's technically released yet. I just had to film film stuff for it, but that looked pretty cool. What was in it? Just Monte Cristo 1935s. Like how many or? Um, I would say you could fit, I mean, there was three shelves for cigars that had about 12 slots each, right, Justin? Would you say? So there's right there is 36, and then the top humidor you could, I want to say easily you could fit 40 to 50 up there. So a little less than 100. Maybe it's a hundred count humidor exactly. Is it but just me or does he look like he's fronting taking back Sunday right now? <laughs> she said, Don't <laughs> you're listening to Taking Back Sunday? I love Taking Back Sunday uh, back in the day. Did you? Don't let it go to your head. 
boys like you are dime a dozen. <laughs> you do look like him. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and you right kind of act like him. He was like a wacko. I saw him at, uh, what was the thing at Giant Stadium that I used to go to? Uh, Bamboozle. Mm. You and I have crossed paths before. No, you were definitely running with a different crowd. I mean, I was there at Bamboozle for 2007. Yeah, you were probably taking some kind of pill and doing some dance on a beach. <laughs> I was baked. Yeah. At 19? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we love hearing that? Um, I, but I think I think I'm gonna do this after after the podcast. Like, I'm gonna go through there and make a bag of things I've never had before. Yeah, I'll give you like a list of like the classics. Yeah, and see if we have them. You know, but I'll um, go through like the we have an app, like a humor dedicated out to this. Yes, listen, and then another <laughs> and I'll just go through. That. It's the same thing. Uh, I'm not gonna get into politics. I'm just using politics as yeah. an example here of why learning history and why learning context is so important to see how things have progressed. So like, for example, for a lot of people, when the Placencia Alma Fuerte came out, a majority of people, some of whom are probably maybe now big Placencia fans had never heard of Placencia before. Why that cigar was such a big deal besides it being great and, and epic, you know, like, like a, a fantastic, one of the best blends out there is that Placencia, the Placencia family within the industry, for people in the know, was so heralded, was so lauded. They were so loved for the work that they have done, but it was always behind the scenes. They had a few of their own brands. I remember we, we had one that was called Placencia, um, and it came in like a red box with like white writing, and to be honest, it wasn't their, it just got lost in the mix at the time. This was, you know, back in the 2000s, early 2000s. Um... So when they came out with the Alma Fuerte, this bold, complex, modern cigar, expensive, $20, I was so excited for it because I knew that journey. I knew that they were, that it was going to be executed flawlessly. So like I had an anticipation of like, oh, it's almost like, like when you, uh, if you follow mixed martial arts, like all of it, and then one new guy comes over from Bellator to the UFC and like most fans don't know him, but you know him and you're like, oh, this guy is going to crush. But everyone else is like, oh, who's this no name and never yeah. heard of him. But you have like insider intel. That's how I felt when the Alma Fuerte came out it's because I had that context. I knew of uh, where, uh, like the reputation that they had, the work that they had already done, how far they come. And I knew it was going to be a banger and it was going to redefine them as a family and as a company. And now look, now Placencia is like, they're like agent. They're like a figurehead. They're like a leading manufacturer. Their brands are highly rated top 25. Before that, they were very much a behind the scenes operation. You know, your, your average cigar, you go into a cigar shop is that anyone here ever smoked a Placencia? Most of them had, but they didn't know it because he did a cigar for Rocky or he did a cigar for Alec Bradley or wh whoever, Dion, I'm, I'm making these up. But he did cigars for these people, and but never with their name on it. So having that context, having that history is important to your appreciation of the current product. Yeah, I think that's that's one thing I haven't I didn't do in the beginning like working here to be honest with you cuz I think I was just overwhelmed. Dude, yeah, it's it's just very it's really easy. Tough. It's it's yeah. that's that's fine. Like Greg never like sat down and smoked like a, a part of his black like yeah. the old timey stuff. We're it's so hard now because we have to Stay with the time. Stay with the newest releases. They just announced an, another new Crown Heads release coming out of Naxa, which I'm yeah. super excited about. 
I'm very, very excited about that. And I don't know if you guys noticed in the Instagram post, he threw a little shade. Thoughts on a little shade. I see. He just said, uh, it's great to have like partners that you know you know you can trust. He put trust in like big letters. <laughs> like it's a, it's a very obvious shot across the bow. But that cigar looks absolutely bang. And I believe it's called the something Azul. Um, Azul, Azul e Oro. The what? Azul e Oro. Say it with a little Spanish accent. I can't at all. Come on. Dude, you're an actor. You can do uh, accents. Uh, <laughs> White dude, I can't do a Spanish accent. Your Chicago accent was good. Nah, turned to New York. <laughs> isn't um, he a scumbag? Isn't he a scumbag? That, when that video drops. I can't old, wait. Can't, awards out the ass. We're going to uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I saw what's his name briefly. Luciano released his team. Yeah, I'll talk about that off air. Yeah, okay, yeah, released his so team. I'm not gonna give that guy anymore right now. No, but thank what's, you. Uh, Ozinger, what's his name? That crown. Oh, hand? um, Ozinger, yeah, Ozinger. He uh, friend requested me on Instagram. Was oh, like, did he oh, on the secret Chris? I was like, uh oh, I don't think he even friend requested me. Um, uh, I think it's him. I hope it's, it's on the, yeah, he's it's not so he's account. the uh, but I wonder how he even came across my account. My account. Well, he's tight with John, and John yeah. follows us, and John, you know, uh, talks about our stuff and such. So, um, hold on. I just want to see if this guy is on. I was going to be pissed. Because that was really, that's, even like Raphael was like, it was nice hearing like, oh, yeah, I watch your stuff, and I really enjoy it. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Uh, Raphael Nadal? Yeah, when he came up here a no, few he weeks ago. He's too busy. He doesn't watch he's our stuff. <laughs> Dude, the guy is in 13 factories a week. He ain't yeah, true, true. But he was being nice, and I appreciate well, it. nice of him then, yeah. Um, yeah, so the with this big – and I, I'm not going to comment. John will touch on that at some point about how he's handling production with formerly Pichardo. That's, you know, whatever's going on there. But he, he moved um, Patissier from Pichardo over to Naxa. Which was an obvious move if you're going to move that brand because of Nax's legendary work with Broadleaf. But now he's been working on that. And I was mad at him. I called him. I was on my way to get my emergency haircut today. And I was talking on the phone. I'm like, how did you not tell me about this? He's like, dude, I had to keep it a secret. I'm like, I hate you, but I'm impressed that you this because John loves to tell me like the secrets. Yeah. Uh, that cigar looks absolutely stunning. As soon as I came back, I was going to go to our product merchants. I'm like, you got to make sure, like, we got to order this. And I, I walk over to Brendan's desk and he's literally messaging me the half wheel link to tell, like, I, like he didn't even see that I was behind him to tell me, like, oh, I'm about to order these. So he was, he was on top of it. So, um, but Naxa, another interesting facility. Naxa is one of, you know, well, was probably, maybe still is one of the biggest manufacturers of cigars in all of Nicaragua. And no one really, they, but they, again, they were used to be very well known for our bundle stuff. Um, La Finca's and some of our alternatives in the past were made there. Um, that's kind of where they got their, that, that's where they, I think a majority of their business. But then now they have this Gustavo guy from, from Oliva and they have Raul Disla, as, you know, blending. And they have an A team and they've done a lot of Steve stuff. All of Steve um, Saka's broadly stuff comes out of Naxa. The Umbagag, which I'm smoking right now. Mm -hmm. um, the Mikarita, the Tricky Traka, the Saka Khan, anything that he's doing with, with Broadleaf is coming out of um, Naxa. So they have a great team. They have uh, a big factory. I've been there. It's a big facility. It's a beautiful facility. So they have a, a deep, rich history in this industry as well. So John moving over there, 
dude, it's probably a smart move. They're looking to get more into the hip boutique market. And so I think that's a great move for him. Everyone else can might be a little saturated. You know, Ernesto, poor guy, is is over yeah. already overworked. Um, so to him, for him to move production, you know, from from some of his new stuff over there, I think is really smart, and I'm really excited for it. By the way, this Umba guy. What do you see? This is like this is he calls this this is like his shitty one. This is what Steve thinks is like. Well, that's just that garbage one. I don't want that. That's I mean, garbage. that's I know that's Derek's favorite. Well, I really want to try this Stillwell Star. Go for it. The Very thing with that is you got to like they're all different, so you got to smoke each one. It's not like a different size. They're all different blends of okay. Latakia or Red Virginia Leaf or St. James Parrot. Like they have different pipe yeah, tobaccos. I want to see because I think it's very interesting that it's it was it pipe was good. There's I I had to start a new category of cigar that is like unique, not a unique, not an everydayer, but unique and very good. I would put the Twenty Acre Farm in there. I would put the um, Total Sales Dias in there. Yes. But, but more so, that's not really unique. Unique, it's just very strong. Um, I would put the Stillwell Star in there. Mm-hmm. I would put the Southern Draw Cedrus in there. Ooh, like yeah. very unique and good, but not something I would like smoke one a day. Just just because it's like, like I said, unique. That unique experience is great, but like once in a while. Yeah. Because I was very much not a Connecticut guy when I first started. I needed power. I needed a ton of flavor. As your palate develops and you start to understand nuance, that's where you find the appreciation. And I'm not, this is not an insult. It's just how it is. You start to f- find the appreciation in a Monte Cristo White or in a Charter Oak Connecticut or in a Ferriotego Elegancia. Things that 10 years ago I would have been like, oh, this is okay. But when you find the nuance and you find that it's, it's harder to blend those cigars because you have to keep them at a certain level of, of intensity – Whereas, you know, something really strong, you can just let loose and people will, you know, if people like it, they like it. But to find the balance in something that's smooth and mellow and creamy, but you still want to have these nuances, you still want to make it different, but you can't push anything too much forward or else it overtakes the blend. It's very complicated. Um, that In the Quesada, in the case of the Elegancia for Mike, Quesada did a brilliant job with, the, with oh, that yeah. blend. Um what what's your favorite cigar right now, Justin? I really love Juarez. Mm-hmm. Smoke them while you can. <laughs> yeah, I That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Smoke them while you can, bud. I gotta buy myself No, but uh, like you should try. Have you tried the Menelik from Nick? We'll get you some Menelik. That's another San Andreas one. Just got it. I think it's just got like an eighty-nine. The new size got like an eighty-nine. Yeah. The CAO is really good. So. Those Ocalo, yeah. yeah. That's that's that was Greg's. I think that uh, for some reason, I feel like that was like Greg's first premium cigar, like the it first was. one he had, like he when we first started was. filming. It told it, me that yeah. was like I think the first cigar he had when he. Yeah, the original one. This this is like, I don't think it's a different blend, but that was like the original limited edition Zocalo. This is like the we're adding it to our regular schedule. It had me dying yesterday really quickly when Derek was smoking it for the picks with sticks. Have you guys ever had this? Yeah. He's like, you guys <laughs> so, ever had this? Yeah. No, no, we haven't. No, no, no idea what you're talking about. No, we were born yesterday. So yeah. me and Greg had a box of those and a box of Illusione one-offs that we got into film like six years ago. Oh wow. And we and we would smoke them on special occasions because we smoked them and then we're like, no one else can have it. And then we hit them in the bottom of the human like second, no one else can touch these. <laughs> second or third time smoking with them 
I smoked the Illusione one off. Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was. What was it? The one? Yeah, Nick was like, he or someone gave it to me, and they're like, "Now that's like try to enjoy it because it's a very." Uh, it's not like something I would do. It's a nice thing. Expensive cigar. It was like a nice thing I, I would do. Any of them? We we've been running tough with inventory with him this year, yeah. so we haven't we haven't had a lot to play with. I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to the product merchants coming. We did one in the top fives of past this for November. Yeah, the original that's coming out. Maduro. That's that's where. But the, the Epernay yeah. is so good. Check in there too. Yeah. Like there might the be Epernay some. Epernay is there. really good. The uh, the one off is. I mean, the one off is expensive though, but the one off is really good. Dion is just a doctor, straight up doctor. Um, all right, we're gonna. Uh, I guess this is a nice. This is a short one. This is like yeah. some good. I'm just gonna label this one as like just a uh, cigar talk. There was a lot of nice cigar yeah, talk. If people really out there gonna, are cigar smokers, this was a good episode. Yeah. For us. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna try really hard to start smoking things I haven't because I want to keep going back to the things I. No, I maybe do we enjoy. make that a thing for this. Like you, you pick something, or I help you pick something. Then we talk about that line, mm -hmm. the, what it meant. You know, we'll do like a mini series within the show, like what that cigar, what that company meant, the evolution of that company. And every episode, we're just going to um, talk, uh, mention how sparkling water is still inferior. Crash. I saw your wife. I saw her. I saw her do that. Not broke okay, my, man. Broke my heart. Not okay. Broke my heart. Um, but, seltzer, uh, seltzer drinking. I but, I, dude, a lot of people are about, uh, all about that Reese's this year. So I was happy. Everyone was doing like Reese's memes. Oh like, yeah. yeah, it is the king of the candies. Like, not, nothing comes, There's nothing excites me more if you if you put a bucket of candy in front of me. And look at me, I'm gonna get excited about it. But if you put a bucket of candy in front of me, when I see that orange and black wrapper, I'm like, yeah. this is it. This is we're good. We're good to you go. You like Reese's, right? All right, good man. Here again, we'd have to what, probably what, reevaluate. What's your sister's company? Armandina baked, baked Goods. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. On Instagram, Armandina Baked Goods, his sister put out a spread for our Halloween, Oreo balls, chocolate, yeah. and, and, and icing-covered pretzels, icing-covered mini Rice Krispie treats. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Put her handle. Yeah. Put her, put, Please, you, you can put her, you was, can put her handle down here. Absolutely was, yeah. unreal. Like, I, so I have good. never seen so many people at that table in a 24-hour span. Yeah. Like, yeah. the, the, <laughs> like Oreo, you showed the up. Oreo balls were... Un, ungodly good like I, I like it might be one of the best i wouldn't call it a pastry but it's not a can't whatever it was it might be one of the best like treats i've ever had so shout out to uh what's your sister's name if we can say your name armandina. no what's her name her name is armandina her first name is armandina and then you're justin <laughs> it all makes sense what, they just now. like open a phone book for you What's your middle name? Michael. Wow. Justin Michael Bob. That's his name. <laughs> well, Armandina, good on you. Very, just keep them coming. We'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about your stuff if you keep giving us. Yeah, Christmas Oreo is balls. around the corner. So. Oh, man. She probably does a bang of <laughs> Christmas stuff. She probably does all kinds of snowman things. Oh, it's probably going to be great. Yeah. But, um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Check in with us next week. And uh, as always, keep them lit.